Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Insights with Ben Choder, another special edition on mental health. And this week, I am really excited. And I know I say that a lot, but really gets me excited for two reasons. One is, I think this company, Happy, really is onto something. I cannot wait to see them continue to grow. We'll do a whole nother event on their business and business model, because I think it's really fascinating. I also know their CEO really well, Addie Siegel. He is just incredible. Um, and the company is amazing, right? Happy is a self-care app that helps people feel and heard and understood providing active listeners as a service. Think about it. A place for you to go to if you just need someone to talk to. Maybe you're feeling lonely. Maybe you're just feeling a little down and engage with someone. And there's two sides of it, too. There's There's listeners so there's people on the other side that you get to to listen and there's talkers and what's great about it is it allows a world to be able to communicate with each other and help everyone out why don't we bring on addy onto the show addy i am so excited that you're that you're on this with me and i love what happy is doing thanks so much ben it's great to be here you it just look. I'm smiling and I'm happy just doing this. And what's really amazing is when I think about you, right? And you know, you're a serial serial entrepreneur. Um, you started out in med school, then wanted to get into business of healthcare. And everywhere you've turned, as long as I've known you, you've always cared. Um, and everything that you get involved with is not just about a business model. It's about making a difference in healthcare. What led you to Happy? And in a few sentences, what should everyone know about Happy before we jump into the questions? Yeah, that's great. So thank you. Very meaningful uh, intro there. Um, and that, that's part of how I like to work is everything with meaning. There's plenty of ways to make money. We're both based in New York. You know that there can be a lot of different jobs, but I think looking at th at companies that can both do good and do well in the world is uh, is is core to how I like to operate. Um, and Happy is just that amazing combination and a rare find. Um, so Happy started out as as an experiment from a few engineers out in Silicon Valley, um, and they reached this amazing landmark where we've done over a million minutes of listening. Uh, oh, stop one second. A million minutes of active listening. So people on you know their devices having conversations for a million minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and and it can be about anything, and that's what. That's what happy is. It's not, by definition, it's not therapy. And that's why people love it, quite frankly. You know, the, when you go into therapy, and I speak about this as a non-clinician, I, I speak about it having gone through some therapy, just as, as, a, as a New Yorker, right? Um, you, you go in thinking that you, you're building this long-term relationship with your therapist. It's not something that you, that's part of the therapeutic modality, but you, you simply think, okay, when do I talk about certain things? When do I disclose my inner secrets? When do I hit that with the therapist? When do I tell her this? When do I say that? And, and quite frankly, it, it kind of builds a wall because you're working towards something over time. With happy, it's audio only, it's random until you meet someone that you really like and you can schedule with them. Uh, and it's, it, it, it's, it's anonymous. 
So you have none of those blockers. And so people jump into their deepest, darkest secrets. If you want, you don't have to uh, right. right away. And, and, and again, that's what I love about it is, is in, in seeing how people use the platform, it can be a sense of relief, a weight off of your shoulders. It, it can be that person you just need to vent to for, for five minutes uh, on demand whenever you need it. A little bit different yeah, they, than therapy and, and other there. mental health. And what excites me about it is they're, they're not there to analyze you. I mean, listen, there's right. time for a clinician. I mean, you, you mentioned that on the top, but sometimes I just want to talk to someone. It's sort of like when you travel and you're randomly at a bar or someone on a plane and you can have a conversation with them. They're just listening. They're not solving your problems. I love that there are someone on the other side who's not going to be judging me trying to tell me this it's about my family or what it is, just having an active conversation um, with you. So who are these listeners? Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there, Ben. It's that these people are there to listen, hence the name listeners. They're not conversationalists. They're not therapists. They're there to listen and be empathetic and really help you get through whatever you you're, you're, you you want to talk about. And and so the listeners come from all walks of life. They can be people with nice six-figure salaries or people who are doing this to earn their full-time salary. Uh, most of the people do this because they find meaning in it. Um, and they have been trained in a way that allows them to both have this emotional intelligence that is key to the conversations as, as well as specific active listening skill sets. Uh, while at the beginning of the product, it was a pretty simple training with a few videos and a few screens to swipe through. Our main goal for the next six months, quite frankly, is building up what we call the Happy Academy. And right. starting in early October, we'll be launching a globally recognized certification program that will be useful not just in our platform, but actually anywhere. I, I view this as one day being a prerequisite for graduating medical school. Every doctor should have to be certified in emotional intelligence and active listening. Imagine if lawyers and business people were also certified. We'd probably live in a better world. I love that term, active listening. I mean, listen, it, it works in everything. It's perfect for the happy app, but in business, you need that as well. I mean, as a CEO of a company, as you're talking to your teams, as you're building a company, as you're talking to investors, active listening is, it's an art. And it's something that you're not just, not everyone's born with, it's something you have to learn. So I got another question. Do sometimes the talkers, the person who signs up and is having the conversation, do they become listeners? And do listeners become talkers as well? Does it go both back and forth? It does, and we actually find that that works really well, first as a business and quite frankly for people. Um, the listeners often want to be talkers uh, because they're going through a lot that it would be nice to vent to someone else. And oftentimes people are in these conversations as talkers and they're saying, hey, you know what? I think I could do this. And so they sign up on the other side. There is a pretty rigorous application to get in as a listener. Uh, and we, we want those people to be highly trained. And they're our greatest asset of the company, quite frankly. But we love to see people on both sides of the conversation. And because it's an anonymous app, you can use different screen names on both sides. So you can actually actually be a listener for one person and then they become your listener and you'd never know. So how do how does this audience, right? So how do the employees notified in the world who's actually watching this, um, how do they get involved? Where do they find the app? And um, is there two separate apps? Is there a listener and a talker? 
Yeah, so at, at this point, I'd recommend, um, I, based on what Notify is going to offer to employees, to download uh, the Happy Talker app. That would be, you just go to the App Store. Uh, unfortunately, right now, we're only in iOS. So if you have an Android, if for some of the international staff, I, I apologize, we're getting there. Um, but it, if you have a Mac, quite frankly, you can pull it up right on your desktop too. So we're, we're in both the App Store for Mac. It's going to be the icon that's yellow, not the green one. The green one's the listener one. Um, you can do that too. Quite frankly, we've actually closed applications right now for additional listeners until we launch the Academy. Um, but download it and we'll have a promo code to everyone to, to get a few hours of, of free listening, certainly in this month and potentially moving forward. Let me ask you, outside of the app, um, being you know like a four-time CEO, who do you talk to when you have an issue? Well, I talk to you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> I greatly value our, our lunches together in New York um, and text messages constantly. Uh, but I try to find other folks. I, I do use the app. I'll just say that. I, I think the app can be used, and that's part of our company mandate, so to speak, is that everyone who's building the app and servicing the app also needs to be using the app both as listeners and talkers. And the, our database allows for that kind of anonymity, right. so I wouldn't even know if I were looking at the records that it's the guy sitting next to me. Um, but uh, I tried to speak with folks who uh, have gone through this path of entrepreneurship beforehand. So again, people like you, other other mentors of mine who I've worked for before as well. Um, I think there's a lot of insight. I constantly try to learn. Uh, and that that's kind of how I process is looking right. at other models that are out there already. There's a ton of books on entrepreneurship, constantly reading, listening to podcasts. Um, and I, I just, I try to listen, quite frankly, like you said, it, it could be that person at the hotel bar when it's late at night right. and you've flown into a foreign city. Yep. All right. So what is, what does Adi do to manage stress outside of using the app and talking? What else do you help or what other advice do you have for the audience just in general to manage your mental health? I, I exercise a lot every morning, um, especially as the, the weather in the New York area is getting nicer. Um, I get out there, go for a run, do some weightlifting, um, hop on the bike. I, I personally try to do a kind of triathlon type of training. So mm -hmm. uh, running, cycling, swimming uh, in some kind of rotation. Those particular sports too, when you talk about mental health, are really good because they're they're repetitive activities uh, w with your legs moving, your arms moving, and so the research even shows that those get you into a meditative state. Um, and so that's why I like those. Sometimes I let the brain go. Um, sometimes I I actually listen to podcasts on two times speed, which some people might find uh, anxiety provoking, but I find it's a great way to. No, I, to I, I listen. do the same thing. I do yeah. the same thing. All right. So I'm going to ask you another question because you're you're an entrepreneur, but you started out in med school and most people or a lot of people, once they set a direction, we're very much staying on the tracks and I'm going to go there. What's your advice for people to follow and choose your dreams? And how did you make that decision that I'm going down this path that everyone's mom wants them to become a doctor and you were like, no, this is my calling and I'm going to make a right turn. How do you give people advice to, I, I guess, follow your dream or follow your destiny? I think it's follow your dream, but with intention. I think that's right. the big one. It's just so how did following, you do it? How did you do it? How, how did I do it? Well, a lot of mistakes. Um, okay. And 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 so, it the biggest thing 
I think is, is having kind of long-term vision for where you want to go and what you want to be doing. And for me, that's always been helping others. Um, while not necessarily sacrificing my own quality of life. Uh, so, you know, I, I could have gone and worked in Africa for years, which is really interesting and work that I, I plan to continue doing, but that's, that's not going to lead to necessarily a sustainable life with a, a family and a, a nice place to live, uh, however you define that. Yeah. Um, but if I draw that picture, something to me, you know, one of the, I guess what you're also asking is why I quit med school. Um, and that was, I looked at being a physician and medicine today in the United States of America. And it sucks. We all know that. Even if you have the best possible insurance from, from Notified, um, it sucks. I'm sure your, your French counterparts could tell you about how the amazing healthcare they have over there. Um, we just don't have that there. As you know, one of my first companies was looking at price transparency in healthcare. And uh, we were too early for the market then. And I think we'd still be too early for the market now. Um, and so I looked at it and I said, okay, what does it mean to be a doctor today? One of the other things I do to go back to your other question is I volunteer and I'm still even from my high school days, I'm still a, a volunteer EMT. So I ride the ambulance. Um, every, yeah, I do four hours a week, an evening shift. Um, and it's just great to, to help other people and especially know that you're doing it while you're not getting paid is a, is a fun thing to do. And it keeps me with a, a different group of people, not just my coworkers or my family. Um, and so I, I keep those things in, in the forefront of life. Um, and so I said, I can help people doing that. I can help people building technology, but do I really want to be inside a hospital every day? Um, really being a glorified technician, filling out electronic medical records. I want to be, I want to impact the most amount of lives possible. And when I looked at that sitting in my first year of med school, I said, actually an app or technology today, potentially just on the periphery of healthcare as it would be defined here in America, will affect more lives in a given day than I could as a physician over my entire career. I love that. All right, so I got two questions, but I'm just gonna pile on a little bit. That was sort of the whole philosophy between Haptique, right? When we started Haptique and I was one of the founders, it was all about being able to describe apps, right? Just to create, not deep inside healthcare, but right on that little border. So. One thing that oh, I've always admired about you is your ability to pivot, um, how you will go down a road and you give 100% of yourself. And then when you see a change, how you can move and you're, you're always progressing forward. Is this something that was instilled in you as a kid or is this something that you've learned over the last few years? The easy answer is the Jewish people. No, uh, <laughs> the, uh, when when you grow up with stories of having uh, you know a, a people or 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 relatives who have had to pivot in life, I think you learn a lot about what it means to to um, pivot your own life, um, and that comes easier to some people than others. I would say that, quite frankly, very early on, um, the EMS experience as a high schooler, you learn that. Basically, you can't. You can train, but you can't prepare for any specific incident. Every time, you you know that that buzzer goes off and and you lights and sirens to a new house, um, you don't know what you're going to walk into, and you always respond, or at least you should always respond like it's a heart attack, because it could be you know responding to a what's called a lift assist. Someone just fell down, and turns out they're actually in cardiac arrest. And so, being able to pivot your framework and your mindset at any moment is is important for navigating the the path forward. I would say another big. Thing 
thing, and I know you come from this background too, is camp. I, yep. And I really like to hire people who have worked in summer camp where, because that's probably as a, as a teenager, or a young person in your early 20s, something where you'll never have that kind of hard job again. Basically, parents have uh, entrusted teenagers to be parents for their kids. Um, for eight weeks out of the summer and you have no experience. So you have to learn this from scratch and it's, it's a 24 seven job. It's probably more work than you're doing as a parent where you get to ship your kids off to school every day. You're, you're with these, these kids around the clock. So you have to learn how to entertain them. You have to learn how to keep them safe. You have to learn how to keep them hydrated. And that just prepares you for basically any job. Hey, I love that. All right. Now hopping back to happy, um, final couple questions. One is, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking also, besides for mental health, the ability to have someone have an active listener engage with, does it help with loneliness too? Do you, are you finding a lot of the callers or the talkers are just COVID? There's a couple of things I think happened, right? When, you're, when COVID started, people were isolated and everyone thought, all right, I can rationalize. I'm alone because of COVID. And now as COVID dissipates, and I can go back out in society, I'm saying, oh, I'm no less lonely. And I think that people are gonna find it. You can't use that COVID excuse anymore or as much. Is that a large percentage of the callers? I think it was originally, right? right? But but now it's it's a lot of yeah. So it's that social anxiety. It's not that you're stuck at home and and right. you know quote lonely anymore. But at this point, it's like, well, how do I? It's it's not even naming it. But how do you navigate personal relationships now that, like you're saying, you sometimes have to be in person. A lot of people are being forced to go back to the office and not everyone's as lucky to be in a, a remote first company or, uh, you know, somewhere where they can choose to do a job at home. And so it's how do you deal with relationships? Living is hard. I think we should just say that. Um, and so it's really important to have other people to, to lean on. Uh, so so that's part of where the platform plays a major role is quite frankly coming back to life right i love that all right what else should the audience know about happy and what are some final tips you have for everyone happy is really easy to use it might seem like a major barrier just to download it and make that first call i will tell you as a technical company from from us to you guys um one of the one of the big defects we see is that people get nervous before their first call. That's something we're working on to prep people, just like you prep people before a podcast in a green room, right? But um, we wanna make sure that that you feel comfortable jumping on the call. So I would encourage you, even before you see some product improvements, when when all of you get this in your hands, just make that first call. That's that's my biggest thing. You will, you'll love speaking with the, the folks on the other end. And you can talk about anything. Literally, we see people calling in about prepping for a job interview to should I end my marriage to I think I made the wrong mistake as a cop, right? Um, and everything in between. So you should really feel comfortable uh, saying whatever you want on these calls. They're fully confidential. They're anonymous. And it's really for you to vent. I love that. Do you remember your first call? Yeah. Uh, well, my first call was as a product tester, uh, right. but I, I wanted to dig in as, as deep as possible, you know, just make up something right. about my life almost just to see how the listener uh, reacted on the other end. And, and she did great. Uh, 
I was talking about all of these ups and downs in my personal life with my family and my job and nothing. I couldn't keep anything together. Um, and she was just listening. And, and this whole idea of just reframing it. Okay, so what's working and what's not working? Uh, where are the positive points here? If, if you had to look at this from the outside, what would you change? And not pointing a finger, but having me think about this in a different way was a really powerful experience, even as someone who is just testing the platform. Wow, I love it. Hey, Adi, what's your favorite word? Favorite word? Yeah. It's a good one. Um, I'd say kindness. I love that. And listen, I got to tell you, um, when I heard of, when you told me about Happy for the first time, and I've heard a lot of ideas that you've been part of, and I hear ideas all the time, and I look at companies all the time. This one, you're at a million minutes right now. Next time we talk in a bunch of months from now about this, it's going to be a billion minutes and then a trillion minutes because this is so needed and so appropriate for now. This is a now technology using older, theoretically, just ability to talk, but it's never going to go away. I want someone to talk to. I want someone to listen to. And as a listener, there's so much you're giving back just being there. Um, the hardest thing for me in life is being a good listener. And I try about, I try every day, listen to my family, be present. Um, and I just think what you're doing is helping change the world and you're building a really amazing company. I am so proud of you. I love Happy and um, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for the opportunity and I look forward to welcoming everyone to the platform in the near future. And thank you, Ben, personally for always being a, a guiding star and a mentor and a friend. Thank you. Stay safe.